I think that Christmas Eve really is one of the best nights ever. I absolutely love Christmas Eve. Do you have some Christmas Eve traditions maybe that you're going to do tonight when you get home? Maybe some Christmas traditions that you're going to do tomorrow? When I was growing up, we had this. This is a calendar, and we used it to count down the days to Christmas. We used to put a different ornament every day, you know, kind of up on the tree, you know, the candy cane and a train and all sorts of different things like that. And every year we took turns as to who got to put on the last ornament. This was the last one. It's a star. And it was a big deal to be able to put the star on the tree. You didn't want to be second to last. You wanted to put the, the star on the tree. I remember fighting and crying about who got to put the star on. It seemed like we never remembered who had done it the year before, you know? And leading up to it, we would intentionally pick some of the ornaments that the other brother would want to have. Like we would take one out of one pocket and put it in the next one, because no one wants this one. What is that? <laughs> what, a red and white doily thing? I'm an adult, I have no idea what that is. But we, we had rules about where you could put them on here, like the candle had to be over here on, on the side so that it wouldn't burn up the tree, you know, little made-up rules that, that kids have all the time. So on Christmas Eve, you know, the time would come and the lucky brother would put the star up there on the tree. But on Christmas Eve Eve, we would put this one on there. This was the second to last one. It was the present. It had to go right there because presents go at the bottom under the tree, right? It had to go there, but you didn't want to put the present on the tree because that meant that you lost <laughs> because you wanted to put the star on top of the tree. Only the star mattered. You were looking forward to put, putting the star on for an entire month. The calendar represents a lot of memories for me, some fighting and bad, but most of it, it just kind of represents Christmas anticipation for me. I mean, we are literally counting down the days to Christmas, hopefully expecting all the things that Christmas brings for a little kid, you know, so presents, things like that, but also food and family and time off from school. And there's something magical about Christmas time, I think especially as a kid. I mean, like anything could happen and you're anticipating tomorrow. We did all sorts of things to usher in the Christmas season, to anticipate what we were celebrating. I mean, maybe your family has some of the same traditions, going around looking at Christmas lights, Christmas caroling, avoiding that one person in your family for the whole month. And if you don't know who that is, it's you. Wrapping presents, hot chocolate, all of those are memories that I have from childhood. Now, I've noticed that my kids are starting to make some of the same memories, and they, they start to make a lot of handmade crafts around this time of year. Have you noticed that? They just bring home a bunch of stuff. I mean, junk stuff. They bring home all sorts of handmade ornaments that we are starting to put on the tree. We get really creative around the holidays. One craft that I remember growing up was a manger ornament that we made as a little kid. I don't remember where we did it. I don't remember why we did it, but I do remember it was taking half of a walnut, a cleaned out walnut, 
and you put a cotton ball down in the walnut, and then you put baby Jesus on top of the cotton ball. It kind of looked like this. That's a lot cuter than mine looked like. I'm sure of it. So it's, it's a manger ornament. And I think we glued a clothespin on the bottom and we kind of clipped it up on the tree. And the reason I remember this ornament so well is because I got to use a hot glue gun. And that is a big deal when you're a little kid. In my house, you had to have a driver's license to use a hot glue gun. So this is pretty much the only time that I've used one. I was actually talking to my wife, Abby, about a hot glue gun, and she said, you're still not allowed to use a hot glue gun. So I've used it once in my life to make this manger ornament. And when I look at the ornament, I, I start to wonder what it, what it really represents. I guess the simple answer is baby Jesus in the manger, right? And I remember when we made it as a kid, it wasn't my favorite craft. It was kind of boring outside of the glue gun. I remember that we, we kind of set it aside. It was an important part of the story, the manger is, but it's not the most exciting part. I asked my parents, we didn't end up keeping that ornament. We kept a lot of different stuff. We didn't end up keeping that. I mean, would you? I think sometimes we treat baby Jesus and the manger kind of like it's a passing part of the story. You know, so yeah, Jesus is born in the manger, but there are angels and shepherds and wise men and cool sounding gifts like myrrh. That sounds much more exciting. It's like we believe baby Jesus and the manger is a completely different story than the adult Jesus on the cross, you know? In our minds, baby Jesus never grows up. He kind of just stays a baby and we celebrate him every year. We're glad that he came, but we kind of forget why he came. And we say things like Jesus is the reason for the season and he put the Christ in Christmas and that's a good start. And gathering together on a night like tonight is a great thing to do, but we never quite make that connection, you know, from manger to the cross. Now, here's a verse, and it's a verse that reminds us of who Jesus really is. And it's more than just to come as a baby. This is Matthew 12, 21. And his name will be the hope of all the world. Jesus will be the hope of all the world. That sounds good. I like hope. I hope you do too. When we talk about hope, we use it in a lot of different ways, don't we? I hope I get the present I want. I hope you have a good time at the party. I hope to see you soon. We're talking about something we think might happen, but it might not happen. We just prefer it to happen. I hope my kids are safe. I hope the food is good. I hope the message on Christmas Eve is really, really short. Who knows? Might happen, might not. I see the look of fear in your eyes. The world lacks hope, real hope. Because if this is hope, just wishing something will happen, it kind of causes us to, to clamor to make something of this kind of hope. This isn't real. We fill our lives with 
stuff, whether that's material possessions or approval of others or success or food or the busyness and the hustle and bustle of Christmas. And those don't actually bring real hope. And then this other stuff comes in and shakes our hope for hope, abuse, addiction, illness, broken relationships surround us, and we go, we're hopeless. And I have to admit to you, I'm tired. I'm weary. And the world is weary too. And I look around and I see a lot of hurt and a lot of tears and a lot of pain, a lot of anger and hurry and doubt, a lot of hopelessness. Can you relate this Christmas? But if we're a follower of Jesus, the type of hope we're talking about is different. When we talk about hope because of Jesus, it's a confident expectation. This is the type of hope that's a thrill that we know is going to happen beyond a shadow of a doubt. We don't mean a desire that may or may not be fulfilled. Our hope is certain. We have hope for forgiveness. We have hope for a right relationship with God. We have eternal heavenly hope. And all of this hope is resting on the finished work of Jesus, not in the manger, but on the cross. I mean, Jesus, the baby boy, grows up. He goes from baby in the manger to Savior on the cross. And that little ornament that I made as a kid, it's not just a symbol of a baby. It's a symbol of hope. The manger stands for hope of the future. That his name, Jesus, will be hope for all of the world because he died on the cross and rose on the third day so that we might confidently expect eternal life because he died for our sins. The manger stands for hope in the present, in today. It's hope because we're not alone and we're not hopeless. We don't have to be overcome by fear or worry or trials because we're loved and we have purpose beyond our imaginations. That's hope. Hope even over the past that we don't have to be bound by regret that our failures aren't greater than God's power to love us and to change us. That's hope. The manger leads directly to the hope of the cross. Without the manger, there's no cross. And without the cross, the manger doesn't have quite the same meaning. The manger leads directly to the hope of Jesus on the cross. And we can respond to that hope tonight as a weary world full of circumstances that are beyond our control We can fall on our knees and we can thank God. We can celebrate the hope. We can be filled with thankfulness and peace because we are remembering that in the midst of our hopelessness, there is real hope. They're going to come out and they're going to sing a Christmas song. And while they do that, I have a challenge for you. During the rest of your Christmas Eve or any time you start thinking about the Christmas story or or if you come across a manger scene 
on the way home, or maybe you're picking up your decorations a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months, depending on what kind of person you are. When you see a manger, don't just think of a baby. Think of that word, hope. Because that manger represents something much more powerful than a miracle. It represents eternity. The manger leads us directly to the hope of the cross. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I just love the lyrics of the song, Long Lay the World in Sin and Error Pining. A weary world rejoices. That's us. Jesus enters into the story and he changes everything. And we go from weariness to this thrill of hope. So we have this opportunity today to celebrate, to sing, to carry on our traditions. But while we do that, and when we see the manger, remember that the manger leads directly to the hope of the cross. I'd like to pray for us. Will you bow your heads? Heavenly Father, I am, I am thankful today. I'm filled with this thankfulness for who you are and that because Jesus came at the exact right time in the exact right place, doing the exact right thing, we're able to thousands of years later celebrate. We're able to sing. We're able to enjoy have joy, peace, hope. And we're thankful that Jesus didn't just come and, and stop as the baby, that the story doesn't end with the manger. It doesn't even end with the cross. It ends with Jesus conquering death three days later so that we can today stand here, sit here, sing with this confident expectation of what's coming. I'm so thankful for Christmas. I'm so thankful for the manger. And I'm so thankful for the cross that we are here in the exact right place at the exact right time doing the exact right thing, just like you were thousands of years ago. Thank you. We celebrate you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name, because of the manger and the cross, we pray. Amen.